Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create real leverage in the music business. What is leverage? It's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means that you're coming to the table with something that they really, really need and that they know they need, not potential, because they've seen it, they know it works, and they want it from you. That's how you're going to get that publishing deal. That's how you're going to get that record deal, that manager, those better musicians in your band. It's going to mean leverage. That's what you need to succeed in the new music business. They're, nobody's developing, no, no big labels are developing artists anymore. Daredevil is, but <laughs> the big, the big, the big, uh, the big labels aren't. They're buying small businesses, and that's why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. And the brilliant man that came up with that is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he multiple times over the course of a year, he'll connect you with the industry pros and give you the app back to see how you're how you're looking in there? How are you competing? Are you ready to go? Sometimes you are. Sometimes you get a little more work to do. But you can find Brent real easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's going on, brother? Woo! Uh, you, your title has me intrigued today. Uh, I know the title of today's podcast is Your Life and Your Artist's Career is Just Like Skiing. I suck at it? Yeah, well, yeah, do you suck at skiing? <laughs> no, anyway. We're, we're going to get to that okay. in a second, but first, let's take care of a little business. We are, uh, you know, the Climb Podcast is proud to partner with disc makers who have been supporting indie musicians before indie music was even a thing. When you guys are ready to make CDs, DVDs, print up some vinyl, distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, www.discmakers.com that's D-I-S-C makers, discmakers.com is the only place you need to go. That's right, and while you're there, why don't you go ahead and click on the Guides and Resources tab and download some of the excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for both newbies and studio veterans. You can find them online at discmakers.com, that's D-I-S-C makers.com, or give them a call at 800 800- Four six eight nine three five three. That's eight hundred four six eight nine three five three. All right. And hey, guys, uh, real quick, join the Climb community if you haven't done so on Facebook. Man, what? There's a lot going on there. There is. People chatting, chitty-chatting. Helping each other. Hey, I got a question. This is what we did that worked. This is what we did that Mm -hmm. didn't work. Getting good ideas going back and forth on songs, on marketing, Mm -hmm. on everything you need to be, you know, to to move the needle on your career as an indie artist or or an unsigned, without a publishing deal kind of songwriter Mm -hmm. person. And we're sharing information in there that we don't cover in the 
you know, pieces of news items that are interesting, that are relevant, that kind of stuff. We share that stuff in there too. So that's if you right. Want extra content. That's a great. That's place right. We're always thinking about you. We're always thinking about you. So uh, ask to join, guys. We let everybody in who asked to join, and just be good boys and girls. This is not where your audience is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like this is where your peers are going to be. So right. this is yeah. where your team is. Not this is where your team is. Right. Yeah, so don't exactly. try to sell us on everything. Exactly. Um, hey, subscribe to the podcast so it automatically comes into your smartphone every Tuesday for the full shows, every Friday for the minisodes. Uh, the best compliment you could give us would be to share it. To, if you're getting benefit out of this, tell somebody. Say, hey, man, you've got to listen to this. Hand, handpick a couple episodes, and I promise you you're going to get into it because that means if it's working for you, it's going to work for them. That's a referral. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true if it comes from you. It's 50% true if it comes from That's us. Right. right. And then finally, leave a rating and review, a uh, five-star rating if, if, you, if you can handle it, you know, and, <laughs> and let the people know who are thinking about diving in that we're legit, you know, mm-hmm. so that they know it's for real. Um, so with that, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it, and then we'll uh, do a little review here. Yeah. Oh. We have, we have a review. Let's do that review first. Okay, let's go ahead and do that review. Okay, so this is a tasty five-star review from ASDF654. Now let me cover the other eye, see if I can read it off the next line to the eye doctor. No, okay. I just felt like an eye doctor. <laughs> ASDF654. Six five four. By the way, I loved you in Star Wars when you played that droid. That just sounds. Like <laughs> Quick, ASDF six five four. The caught in the tractor beam. Okay, so title is love it. I recently got back from NSAI meeting in Nashville that Brent was speaking at. He referred me and everyone else to listen to his podcast. I'm working for us, Johnny. And I'm glad I did. Brent thinks outside the box and gives you different ways of going about the art of songwriting. He's truly an awesome guy and an amazing songwriter. It's really kind of awkward when these You're fall that it. I read it. We <laughs> but it's your turn. We should have looked ahead. <laughs> this was just next in line. That's really weird. Anyway, thank you, um, ASDF654. And I hope it goes well against the uh, battle for the universe against the dark side and dark fate. Right. I don't know. Tell R2 I said hi. Oh my god! Okay, what do we got? I'm weird. Well, let's get into it. Your career is just like skiing, and here's the here's the key, guys. The goal in skiing. What's the goal in skiing? For me, it's stand up and don't die. Hey, okay, that's one. <laughs> and I think a lot of artists probably feel that way, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the goal really isn't to get to the bottom of the hill. The goal is to get a bunch of good runs in before the sun sets, right? Yeah, that's deep, Johnny. And I, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I, I, this is more a marketing focused. Obviously, it's my episode. That's where we head on this. Exactly. But you know what? Like every single day, we fail here at Daredevil Production. You know, that's encouraging. That successful <laughs> video that I've talked about with with um, with um, with with uh, ah, my rock artist. I'm having a brain fart right now. Um, J- Jacob? Jacob Cade. Yeah. yeah. With Jacob Cade, who, I by know the way, his name because you've marketed him well. We me. just we want to we want to congratulate Jacob Cade because he, you know, our job here is to incubate artists mm-hmm. and to make them more attractive for bigger players. Right. It's exactly what happened. We lost Jacob Cade this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bittersweet. I hate losing Jacob, but we got him looking so good. So you got to walk him down the aisle, and they said, "Who gives this artist away?" I had to kiss him. Like, I had to lift up the veil and kiss him goodbye. I to know you're like, entertainment. You're like Daredevil, Lexi, and I. Uh, but this yeah, this, this management yeah. company came and gave him a ton ton of cash. It's gonna put him on the road like forever, mm-hmm. and they can they you know they're 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 the next level, and we're so we're real proud of that you know. But anyway, um, it happens every day here, people every day, and I hate <laughs> it when it happens, but it does. I mean, I I miss them, you know. Right, they're, yeah. they're such good. The whole family's good, but um, I, I'll tell you that. Um, 
with that one video that we did that was really successful where we talked about previous episodes where we spent $200 on Facebook and got 400 people to show up for this kid in a, where he's a ghost in the town mm-hmm. in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's from Denver. 400 people showed up early at a show to see him play. Mm-hmm. $200 with the merch, which offset the ad buy. I mean, how many people can't get 400 people in their hometown to right. show up? Right. And this is like people cold. These are cold contacts. Like, right. and we got them fired up. Well, that... I mean, I went through, I tried five different iterations of that video, Mm -hmm. which means I failed four times before I found one that caught on. Right. And spent a little bit of money on the Facebook advertising, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, this one isn't catching on. No, no, no. And all of a sudden, ooh, okay, this is working. And then we dumped all the money that I had in the budget into the ad buy, and and that was the result. But it took many runs down that ski hill. Mm Mm-hmm. Right before we kind of figured out and got our groove, right? Yeah. And like skiing, not for nothing. Uh, if you've ever tried to ski, it's really, really difficult to become to to avoid your your goal of not falling down and dying. Okay, right, yeah. is a real goal on your don't first fall day. off the Alp. That's right. Yeah. But you don't do one day of skiing and then go back a few months later and do another day of skiing and then come back a few months later and do another day of skiing and, and really to... move the needle. Right. Yeah. But if you do like three days in a row. Right, the hardest day is that first day trying to get down because it's so brutal. Right, mm-hmm. it's just it takes you all damn day. You're exhausted. You're frustrated. You feel like a loser because everybody else is blowing by you. You almost gotten killed seven times by people because you <laughs> fell in front of them, and you almost killed twenty people because you don't know what you're doing. But then the next day, you get down in like like twenty percent of the time, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's like oh, and then I'll, by the third day. It's the most enjoyable thing you've ever had. Well, marketing is the same way, guys, okay? And you have to remember that there's there's no overnight successes ever. That's a myth, but that's just the way it's served up to us because the way they come into our awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to blow your mind with some overnight successes that you think were overnight. All right. Twitter. Twitter was out for two years. Nobody used it. It was like tumbleweed, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, nobody cared and they were tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and finally Mm -hmm. they locked it into where it did what it was supposed to do and then it took off, right? And Twitter's huge now, right? It's one of the major platforms we use. Um, How about this? Bread, sliced bread. Well, that's a thing. That's a thing, (laughs) right? Sliced bread, that took a while to catch on? Here's the thing. This is such a... This is such a perfect parallel to indie artists, right? Mm-hmm. The inventor of a slice... Of lo- a lot of loafers? Yeah, yeah but I'm saying uh, <laughs> the end cut. No, I don't know. Nah. The, the inventor of sliced bread focused on the patent, just kept focusing on the patent, just kept trying to get the, the art right. Yeah, the, the product, the, the this is what I'm doing. And if he's just focusing on the product, what's he yeah. not doing? Marketing. That's right. So sliced bread was available for 15 years... And nobody knew about it. Now, how many times have you heard, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Yeah. What were they saying before? That's a great... I bet sliced bread showed up, and they're like, that's the greatest thing since the cotton gin. (laughs) The cotton gin, right. Right. But, man, for... The horseless carriage. Sliced bread was available for 15 years. Nobody knew about it. Nobody bought it. It was a complete and utter failure (laughs) until Wonder Bread marketed sliced bread. You know? It's not about the art... It's about people got to talk about it. Yeah. People got to talk about the art. It's not about the art. It's if people are talking about it, then you're going to start to 
you're getting into the mind of the consumer, yeah. right? Sliced bread was still the greatest thing since sliced bread before anyone knew about it. That's right. For like 15 years. That's right. It was just as awesome. We were talking about the, you know, the, the printing press, right? The printing press mm-hmm. came out at a time. The guy who invented the printing press invented it in Europe in a time where 98% of Europe was illiterate. I'm not trying to sell a hamburger at a vegan community. Yeah, yeah. nobody cared, you know, and it wasn't yeah. until Gutenberg... Yeah, the Gutenberg Bible put out the Bibles and started, and then all of a sudden, now those presses still to this day are a, a name brand. I mean, they're yeah. that's a, like a five million dollar printing press. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Like we, these posters for the idols were ran off on a Gutenberg like crazy. That's crazy. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. The um, so you guys, you have to keep trying it. You have to keep doing it. You have to keep cooking up different ideas and find out what works and have some fun doing that. You know. Um, you know, people, the people who can spread ideas, regardless of what those ideas are, are the ones that win. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, that's the difference between Wonder Bread and the guy that invented sliced bread, right? Wonder mm-hmm. Bread spread the idea. Yeah. Okay. That's the difference between um, Guns N' Roses record when it first came out and MTV when they finally got it on there. Mm-hmm. The art was there. Yeah. Nobody knew about it. The record you know? was the same, and nothing changed after MTV put it out. That's right. Same record, but now people know about it. That's right. And and so, you, you know, how are you going to get people talking about your art? This is, this is and, and take many runs down that hill mm-hmm. to figure it out. But go from that perspective as opposed to everybody should like my art. Mm-hmm. Okay, if the art is good and the art is solid. Yeah. And it's competitive, okay, then... It's just then what you're not doing is getting people to talk about it. So if the art is good and the art is competitive mm-hmm. and you make some more art, you're still not still getting people to not talk getting about it. New people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it, it's not helping you, you know. So um, you know, I wanna there's a couple of couple of things I want to talk about. I, I was getting some testimonies recently on um, on con- consultations that I'm mm-hmm. gonna use, right? And um, Man, this one guy I remember did a consultation with me, and I can't. The project was crazy. It was like forty-eight hours. It was a forty-eight-hour-long concept record. Okay. That this dude made about his friend, who I think was like going crazy. So, with the record, like the it, well, it's a box were, set of multiple CDs, but it does It's worth forty-eight of hours of music, and it's one concept record. And wow. so he was, when he called me, like the way he was talking about it was like, okay, I need, I'm trying to get a return on this because he'd been obviously recording it forever. I can't remember how many years it took oh my for him to do this. And he was just getting it to wrap up. And he's like, how do I sell these things and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about this, the story with this friend and, and, and he's talking about how he can try to push the CDs. And I'm like, don't push the CDs. Yeah. And he was like, what? You yeah, know, and I'm, I've got eight. Yeah, dude, no, and he did. Like he's he's like, dude, I gotta like my living room is. I got the I got them back. Like I gotta sell these. You don't understand. I'm like, no, no, nobody's gonna buy the CD. They don't care about the CD, right? He had 48 hours worth of music. Yeah, on the dude, box it's set. it's crazy. And I haven't heard it, but it's like you know this guy knows what he's doing. It's like he's wow. been he's a pro musician. Oh, okay, but um, but I mean this was wild, right? And yeah, I said, that's. Focus on the story. Yeah, they don't buy the music, they buy the story, right? Right, so what's the story? Like, first of all, the number one story is like, is that a record of some kind? Like, call Guinness Book of World Records. What's the longest concept record ever made? Yeah. Because I'll bet you 48 hours would beat it. Yeah, because how long have people even had the capacity to put out a product that's that long? Exactly. 
So if you could do that, I mean, get a, get a Guinness Book of World Records thing. That's something. I mean, that's that's press, right? Mm-hmm. I said, start talking to the press, try to get a PR agent, spend some money on a mm-hmm. PR agent, say, hey, this is news. Like, how can we spin it? Like, who would want to hear this? Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But what am I trying to do? I'm trying to get people to talk about the project. Right. Because Tell if they start talking about it. It's not a story that somebody put out a record. It's not a story. Right. It's like dog bites man. That's not a story. Man bites dog. That's a story. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, literally, this was like probably six months ago or whatever. I just emailed this guy randomly. I'm like, hey, just getting an update. Uh, you know, what? what's going on? Like, did you still listen to the mix? Did the needle move? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. He's like, dude. I, well, you know what reminded me was he was sending me press from. Oh. He did exactly what we cooked up like in the consultation meeting he was getting freaking press from it because it's like 48 hours like, people are like what yeah, like that's and then i and then i told him i said dude and then he wants to sell it for like he's think he's just trying to get his money back right mm-hmm. so he's obviously in a panic mode to a degree <laughs> because he had spent all this money manufacturing these cds oh and he's God. got like i don't know how much money invested i'm like dude don't sell that for for 50 bucks mm-hmm He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, because it's like your friend's story. It's the longest thing ever made. I said, you remember um, uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan? He's like, have you heard of them? He's like, no. I'm like, dude, they put out one record. Mm-hmm. The last record they put out, they just made one copy of it. One printed copy. And they auctioned it off on eBay. And it sold for like a, like a million dollars or two million dollars. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> one record. Like, you're the guy. You're the only guy that has it, you know? Like, here it is. Nobody else gets to hear it. We're not putting it on the radio. It's just, yeah. I said, this is that kind of a weird thing. And he told me, like, when we started the consultation, he's like, well, here's where you're going to... I'm going to blow your mind on this one, Johnny. You, I promise you, you never heard yeah. a conundrum like this. And it was a like, your songwriting challenge, this is like me on the spot going, I got an hour to deliver something for this guy. And that's not even. I couldn't even listen to the project. In I can't. Hour. I can't even. Yeah, I can't even. I didn't even hear any of it. But no, I mean, we're can't. just talking about the, the. So I said, when you get to talking about the forty-eight hour long concept album, what's the next question? If they're interested in the fact that it's forty-eight hours, what's the next question they're asking? What's the concept? Yeah, what's it about? What do you have to sing about for forty-eight hours? Now you can talk about your friend because you got their attention. Yeah. And then boom, boom, boom. Then I you said, have a human interest story. What so, happened to the friend? Is yeah. he okay? Did he? Is he? In Man, I, I, he... And I can't. Like, I'm embarrassed to tell you. I can't remember. Like I was so busy <laughs> cooking up. My, my wheels are spinning. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like how are we going to solve this problem. So, but but the um, I got to go back and read the, the press that he got. But yeah. but the uh, d- bro, I mean like he like an album that he's getting press like left and right on. He got like he sent me like three different articles already. Yeah. Of people talking about it, and I said, don't sell this to make your money back. I said, put it like in some kind of a vault, like. Some- Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Get some expensive freaking box, like a cigar mm. box or something. Put those CDs in there and mm. charge like 2000 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then only there's only this many... Like, he only had like 200 copies or something. I said, only sell those 200 copies. Mm. And this is what it's like inside the mind of a crazy person. Because I think he was writing songs with this guy as he was going yeah. crazy over like this long period of time yeah. or something. And, well, and, and then, went though, you know, there's that... Uh, I mean, you've already done the ding. But the philan- philanthropic angle of it too going hey and yeah we're selling for 2000 a pop but you know this percentage of the proceeds are going to there mental health issues so there's a philanthropic you know charitable thing to it as well which is also more story and you're actually you're helping in other ways as well there you go people in your friend situation and there's more story there you go yeah. so I mean just what's what do we do we're talking about ways to get people talking about the project mm-hmm. Because then they're going to listen to the project, you mm-hmm. know. But if we're just focusing on the project, roll my eyes, I don't get it. I don't get that's not I don't news. get it. But that's something that's different, right? Yeah. Now, how the hell do you sell that and make the money back? So we'll see how that goes. That still remains to be seen. But he's 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 he went but just down a different that- road and started working from the press angle of it. Because now this is a very project specific situation, right. and they all are right. Mm-hmm. And boom, like. It's now he's getting some traction. Like yeah. somebody cares. Yeah. Like three different magazines cared enough to run it, and that could become a national kind of thing. Like, wait, we gotta what? what I could see that on Good Morning America. You know. Yeah. Forty-eight hour concept record. Like, how long did it take you to record? Well, to write it, and now he's got a story to tell. Yeah. And then there's the thing of like, yeah, we're gonna do a show, forty-eight hours. We're gonna play the whole record. Yeah, right. I mean, Two days. Wow. Well, you know, or whatever. You know. <laughs> could you I'm imagine? My buddies come up and sing something while I take a break. And drink a Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> and drink a Red Bull. Right? You know, whatever. Um, you know, um, think about friend Cherise Boltori, sweetheart. Um, she's a fellow Archie like I am. I met her at NSAI, and now she uh, is running Global Songwriters Connection. So she's she's a buddy of mine. And, and we're talking about ways to get people talking about your show. She's like, you know what? And this piece of advice she gave me, which is not relevant to me because I don't play out, but I try to pass it along when I can. I thought it was a good idea. It was, you know, if you're an artist, indie artist, you go to play this somebody's hometown or you go play a, a, ta- a show in a town work up the charitable angle of it as well go there's a percentage of the proceeds gonna you know of the ticket sales or whatever gonna go I'm gonna donate to the local high school music program yeah because they're hurting for money and then you can go and 
you know, so you show up and you got the check and the band teacher shows up at the show and you give them the check and so the band teacher and the, the band's going to show up to your show and yep. you get the picture. That's local and news. The, and it's local news. Yep. Since you're in the newspaper, it's charitable. Let's get people another reason to talk about you coming and playing this thing because there's a charitable thing to it as well. Right. It's another reason for them to talk about it versus you're just coming in town doing a show just like everybody does. There but you, you get it. Look, I'm going to come in and I'm going to talk to the band. And, and present the picture and just that kind of stuff. Just and and, people and the people are talking about it. Right. You know, I mean, that's the deal. We, in Kid Gypsy, we had that. Like our manager, Barbara, that we interviewed uh, a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. had us do that. We had this teacher that was a fan of the band. And she was just telling me one night, like, you know, why don't you guys, what are you doing to give back? And I'm mm-hmm. like, what are, what are we going to do to give back? You know, we're like a long-haired rock band. Yeah. <laughs> this parent that's broke. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like, well, you could come in and talk about, like, like talk about uh, you know how how hard you guys are working what the reality mm-hmm. is and it's and she was heading up this school within a school thing that was mm-hmm. like this new kind of educational thing they were testing mm-hmm. and down in Florida and we went and did that well mm-hmm. first thing our manager did was call the paper yeah and but and they knew we were coming it was like we were the Beatles in that high school like seriously <laughs> like they just started like the girls went bananas and they had to like rush us into this room and stuff because I was like I thought we were gonna get attacked like they, yeah. they came at us you know I was like oh my god but we sang some stuff, got all over the press. People were talking about the band. You yeah. know, it, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, another quick little story. So um, Amanda Cooksey is um, is a former intern of mine mm-hmm. and a friend of mine. And she just wrote this killer song about the girl in the mirror. And she really, the lyrics are very, she's kind of coming into her own as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is a, um, she is a, first of all, she's knocked down drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. like like straight up beauty queen gorgeous like she used to do that mm-hmm. she'd started doing pageants when she was a kid cause she has I don't want to call it a speech impediment but mm-hmm. she has like a little lisp and and when she talks it's 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 been something that we've been working on with her vocal like you've got to Mm-hmm. You know, you got to enunciate more and do this. And she was so shy. She would run away from people. Like she just had this like horrible, like debilitating shyness that the pageant stuff was the tool to help her get over. Right. And she had to speak publicly in that. Well, good on her to and, face it. Yeah. And do this. And so, yeah. so she is, she wrote this song called the girl in the mirror. And it's basically calling out all the kind of insecurities that every girl has, mm-hmm. but she's talking about herself while she looks yeah. in the mirror, right? Really good song, man. And she asked me over the other night, like, would you come over and just just man the Pro Tools rig for me while I'm doing this video thing? And it's just her and this guy playing acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and she's going to try to promote it on Facebook. And so then she's like, yeah. And she, again, she's kind of thinking along this, I'm just going to put this song out there and hope that the message does the trick. I'm like, the message is good, okay? But how are we going to get people talking about it? Yeah. And I said, and people... I mean, they're going to look at you, and I don't know if they're going to buy that. Right. Everybody thinks she has it all. Right. So they want to, yeah. So I said, you know what we do? So again, here it is. This is like another kind of consulting thing. This is like, it's like me on the spot, like the live <laughs> yeah. stuff, like for you for the song title yeah. challenge. It's like marketing challenge. Song you know? marketing challenge. Song yeah. marketing challenge. Yeah. I said, here's what you do. Like the the lyrics for that, for you know, eighty percent all Facebook videos are mm-hmm. watched without the sound. So the lyrics uh, put the subtitles in there. Okay. I said, put a black spot over your face or pixelate your face mm-hmm. and don't reveal it until the end. Yeah. And then people are going to read those words and be like, oh my God. And there's like one line in there that's just like, oh, like so good, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, start with that. Okay. Yeah. And then start the song 
and edit it that way so they want to watch. And then they're going to watch the message and they're going to wonder, who's behind, what does she look like? Because you're going to think, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, she's, who doesn't want to show You're going to think she's like distorted, like she's got a, her face was burned or she's yeah. got some horrible defect or something like that and don't reveal yeah. your face until the end. And she was like, oh my God. I'm like, that'll get people talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> they might be pissed off about it. And they probably will be like, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, damn. But, but <laughs> this is, but you know what? It's real for her. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Like, these are real insecurities for her. She deals with it every day. In the mirror, you know, we, nobody looks beautiful to themselves all the time. Yeah, I think. yeah. You know, that's outside perception, not inside. Yeah. So, you know, man, you gotta, you got to keep going down that hill. you got to keep skiing down that hill. You know, Steve Jobs helped invent the personal computer, right? We mm-hmm. know about that. He also helped launch the graphic interface. He also helped launch the MP3 business. He also helped launch computer animation at Pixar. Like, he just kept going down the hill and mm-hmm. kept trying different things. A lot of them didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa, the, re- the, the, the if you read his autobiography, there was multiple massive expensive failures mm-hmm. at Apple. They all didn't work. Right, yeah. Um, and and uh, But then we only know about the ones that did. Yeah, right. But he kept going down the hill, right? We, we You know, I mean, you look at Craig Wiseman or Shane McAnally. You don't know about the songs that never got cut. Yeah. You don't know about the ones that weren't hits. That's like, right. No one knows about them, <laughs> you know? That's right. The failures aren't uh, aren't public. So here's the thing, guys. When, when you do that um, song title challenge, yeah. what's really fun about that is you're navigating without a map. Yeah. Right? No idea where it's going. You have no idea where it's going to go. Right. And when I'm doing a consulting session, no idea where it's going. I have no idea what they're going to spring on me. You know, mm-hmm. and, and but it's always something different. Yeah. And so every once in a while, I'll get an email with people that are like a little pissed off about the podcast because they're like, you know, well, why don't you give like some, what can I do to bump up, bump And they want us to be able to like do that in a broadcast kind of a situation. Right, yeah. And you can't. Because exactly. it's all different. Like every one of our artists is such a completely different mm-hmm. path. That right. and, and you have to be creative like just on like the fly. The you majors. make it up as you go along. Just like it is for the majors. Yeah. Eric Church has a different path than Carrie Underwood. There you go. You know they don't. They can't even do. You know, they can't. All the people on the same label. If it's that easy, everybody would be a rock star. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly. So, think about this. Navigate without a map. In the last twenty-five years, the jobs that have been, new, brand new jobs that have been created by Fortune five hundred companies is zero. Zero. So, on net, whatever they've fired as many people as they've hired. Right. They, 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 they fire them, then they hire them back. They, they fire them, they hire them back. The jobs were there, then they come back. Then yeah. they go away, and then they come back. The new jobs mm-hmm. that are created out of thin air mm-hmm. are jobs like that guys like me created, Daredevil. Yeah. Because I, we didn't exist before. Now we do, and here's the job, right? right? Yeah. The entrepreneurs are the ones that are shaping the world. We're be, our future is being crafted by entrepreneurs, you know? So stop looking for a rule book. You have to do the hard work of being original, and you have the difficult work of navigating without a map. But continue going down that hill, and you're going to find something that works. Get people talking about you. How mm-hmm. can you get people talking about you? There was a great um, story about some a band in Europe that got a bunch of like really badass like helium balloons, mm-hmm. like like <laughs> not are, just regular that's balloons. Not a phrase that I've ever heard. It's like really bad. Helium. But I mean, I'm talking like a like almost like weather balloon helium. Like a balloon. zeppelin that burned up. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, not not the not like a. I don't think they were like regular balloons at a party, like party okay. balloons. They were like a little thicker kind of thing. Okay. And on a string, 
they tied uh, a U a UB a UBS. Oh, like a memory stick kind like of. Like a thing? memory stick of their record. Yeah. Okay. And they just let them up. <laughs> and then they started landing like like eight thousand miles away in all these different countries. And then everybody was talking about I it. I would not plug that into my computer. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, but hey, that's but yeah. I plug it into my friends. You computer. say that's gimmicky. Who cares? You know, like uh, so Wham had to go to China, be the first Western yeah. band to tour China before America cared about them. They were huge in Europe. I mean, Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert, are reality TV shows gimmicky? Yeah. Well. the Whatever the career's not, they came from it. Yeah, I mean, make no mistake about it. That's where they came from, reality TV. Yeah, you know. And so and now we're going to judge like, oh well, American Idol's different than uh, Jersey Shore. It's still reality TV. Yeah, I mean, it's different. But you know, it's... It, it, yeah, but it's just as cheesy. I mean, <laughs> the beginning it's, of American it's, it's Idol, all those horrible auditions. Like, it's it's just as you know, what? campy it's... as freaking. It's mm-hmm. just as Shameless as, and you know what? That stuff's about story. Seriously, sure. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to people that have been on those shows, and and different ones, not just you know, Idol or whatever. But it's like you know, it helps if you have a good story. Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, so one last story here. Rick Barker's a friend of mine. We're going to interview him uh, coming up on the on the podcast. But cool. he's he was uh, Taylor Swift's manager for the, for the first two records, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, ended up he got out himself because it came down to like he was always away because she yeah. blew up he did such a good job with her <laughs> exactly. and, and working in concert with the record label mm-hmm. with BMG that basically he was either going to lose his family or, or, or lose right. Taylor and he chose his family you know um, I can applaud that yeah and uh, but we were, we were hanging out the other day and he tells me you know we had a platinum record with her before mm-hmm. we had a top 40 single Really? Yeah. Does that blow your mind? Yeah, I'm curious to hear that story. So, so she goes and does. Uh, she does some work with Tom Jackson, who we've interviewed. Vocal coach, yeah. Um, vocal, no, the, live, performance. The live performance coach. Sorry, yeah. live performance guy. And and his, one of Tom Jackson's claim to fame, among many, is that when he got done with Taylor, her merch sales went up 600. Mm-hmm. percent So because of the label relationships, they were able to get on certain tours for like a limited amount of time. Okay, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed the rest of the tour, right? right? Yeah. So, as a baby band, mm-hmm. and at that time, let's be honest, Taylor, she wasn't going to win American Idol singing, you know. Right, yeah. Different okay, it's a lot better now than she was then mm-hmm. at, at the vocal thing. Um, but he's like, we were selling so much merch. We were selling twelve thousand five hundred dollars a night in merch. So when it came to when our Brad Paisley tour came up, and we were done with the the guarantee that they made, they extended it because they figured. That, that we're putting butts in seats. Yeah, if you're selling that much, there's people, yeah. And, and, and he's saying, I don't really think we were. I think <laughs> we were just selling Brad's too because we knew what to do. She was like, hey, if you want to get to know me, mm-hmm. I'd love to get to know you. I'm going to be over there by the merch booth. Come over and say hello. We'll yeah. take a picture. And she was talking and, and Rick Barker was saying, hey, you know, if you want to sell a million records, you're going to have to meet a million people and shake, shake a million, million hands. hands. Yeah. And and that's what we're going to do. And that's what they did. And um, man, the, the, the creative part of it, right? Like the on the fly thinking, the famous mm-hmm. story, like the, the night that Taylor became a star was the CMAs. Uh, if you remember that her first record was out the single was um, Tim McGraw and she had sold just enough records like when you get on these TV shows guys you gotta have enough record sales 
to get on the TV. Yeah. Because it's all about selling commercials. The, the most famous people got to be there. Okay? Exactly. That, it's not there to make unknown people known. That's right. It's there. Because yeah. No one's going to tune in to say, I wonder who I don't know. That's right. Exactly right. They're there to sell commercials. Yeah. So this situation, they get told that, hey, they've met the minimum sales requirement. They're going to bring her in. Taylor's going to be able to, which is one of her big dreams, was to play on the CMAs with mm-hmm. her band. And they get to the show. Mm-hmm. And the producer comes up to Rick and uh, cuts her. She gets oh. cut. And Rick's like, "What?" And and Taylor's not there. Taylor's at the hotel, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Yeah, we got enough performances. I don't need any more performances." And Rick's like, "Dude, what am I supposed to tell her? Like, you guys told yeah. her that's what she did. She did everything I told her to do." Yeah. And 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 they're like, "Look, I'm we're done. I'm out of performances. Sorry." You know, she yeah. was the lowest one on the totem pole. Right. The least amount of sales to get on the show, but enough to get on the show. Sorry. And the, and the last thing the producer said was, I don't need any more performances. What I'm looking for is a moment. And Rick's like, I got your moment. Just like that. Told him what he was going to do. And they're like, oh, okay. So he's got to go back and tell Taylor now. Who's <laughs> I got good news. I got bad 15, news. 15, right? I think she was 15 <laughs> at the time. Hey, uh, you're not going to play with your full band on the CMAs. What? And of course, she loses it. She's a young girl. And she's like, I did everything you told me to do. Then we came here because I did everything you told me to do. And they said that we were going to do this. And now you're saying that they're saying that they're not? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Ah! Freaking out. He's like, no, here's what we're going to do. Okay? You're going to sing Tim McGraw to Tim McGraw on TV. Okay? We're going to create a moment. And this is what you're going to do. And you're going to get it together. We're going to put that gown on. Mm-hmm. And this is what they did. This is an audible. They're practice walking downstairs. For five hours. They brought a carbon, like a cutout of Tim McGraw, because mm-hmm. they didn't ask for permission. They asked for forgiveness, by the way. And they put that carbon cutout in the front row where Tim McGraw was going to be sitting, on the very seat that he's going to be sitting. And she practiced singing that song and walking down the stairs in that long gown for five hours. Mm-hmm. And then that night, when the show went off, I think Miranda Lambert for the third year in a row won Entertainer of the Year or, or Female Vocalist, vocalist of the Year something yeah. like that and what was everybody talking about? Taylor Taylor Swift singing Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw to Tim McGraw I remember it yeah. I don't remember much about those but I remember that walking down the stairs that moment and it's like and part of it just thinking oh my gosh this girl has to be freaking out right right. <laughs> it was compelling because she's like that would be so scary because you're like this 15 year old girl yeah and then of course the, her whole thing with the <gasps> Like, yeah. like, oh my, like, I'm such a big fan. Like, that's her. It fits right in with uh, her brand, her brand, right? and who she yeah. is, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, man, guys, this is it. You got to be getting people to talk about it. Like, how do you get people to talk about it? Your music's not going to be enough. Find some other ways to get people to talk mm-hmm. about it. That's what we're cooking up here on the consultations. So, um, listen, if you'd like uh, a consultation, this is the kind of stuff that we can help move you ahead. We can give you instant results. Like, I'm about to play some. Some some uh, testimonials here, some audio testimonials of people like saying, "Man, I, like within days, I saw I doubled my audience. I mm-hmm. I did this, I did that. So uh, I'm moving units. You know, this all this great stuff is yeah. happening. I'm making enough money now that I can afford to come back for another consultation. It's paying for itself. This is real. Okay, all you gotta do is is info. Uh, s- send me an email at info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no s. Once again, info at daredevilproduction.com, and put consultation in the subject line and um, We'll, we'll connect a time and we'll schedule it today, okay? So that's the end of our uh, 
mm-hmm. of another killer session here for, <laughs> for the, the climb. climb. Um, yes. you, you know, join the climb community, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and leave a five star rating and review, guys. Thanks to Disc Makers. Once again, we love you guys, and this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.